Are you guys ready up there? Alright. Alright, quiet on the set. To another episode of Adventures in Movies. I'm Danny, your host for today. Along for this ride, I have Blake. How are you, Blake? I'm doing fantastic, sir. Thank you. Perfect. I like that you're doing okay. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, and back from his hiatus, quote unquote, his ransoming, uh, is Nathaniel. How are you, sir? I'm good. And you guys deduced correctly. <laughs> last week so awesome episode I, I did in fact find a money making venture um, I don't want to get too much into details but there are a lot of happy families now uh, <laughs> okay okay it's a pyramid scheme <laughs> <laughs> there's a couple of sad ones too though <laughs> but you know pockets are a little fuller now so that's all that matters worth the trip worth it absolutely <laughs> <laughs> also joining us today is Regina how are you, Regina? I'm okay. How are you guys? Doing pretty good. Pretty good. Long week already. Yeah. It has been a long week. <laughs> it's only Wednesday. We'll make it, everybody. It's I right. know. <laughs> you know? <laughs> I think it's like we go through this uh, every week, huh? We're like, oh, man, it's such a long week. Yeah. <laughs> we, we sound like uh, the, the whole old man yelling at Cloud that uh, Danny was talking about. <laughs> It's like we're all coal miners. <laughs> you know, that canary just passed away just recently, so you know, we're 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 gonna be fine. I hope this like comes out to be like a good, like a good day, like a good week. But you never you never know. Uh... <laughs> I just said we're gonna make it, Danny. Oh, by the way, uh, just uh, just wanted to let everyone know the theme for this episode is positivity. <laughs> That's true. That's true. Today we have a theme and a moral too. Uh, but uh, yeah, so just like this thing uh, that I just said, our moral is uh, going to be Toy Story 4. Uh, I don't know what is going on. People are hating this. Are people enjoying this? Is it not making enough money? What do you think? Uh, well, I know that um, it's... Uh number one in the box office because and you've been your prediction from a long from the beginning of the month our end of last month has been every single week there's been a new number one for the summer mm-hmm. uh toy story 4 is this week's number one movie uh, i don't know the exact amount of money i mean so i don't know how it compares to the rest of them but for reviews i i've one was written for this site uh justin cohen who's been out for a while he actually um wrote a great review for the site but um he said that it's just as sad as the third one if not more so <laughs> Anyone who's seen Toy Story 3, uh, I guess... They finally make it into the furnace. (laughs) (laughs) It's just just two and a half hours of them going into the furnace. (laughs) Oh, jeez. I don't know if I could deal with that. I've only seen Toy Story 3 once because it was... was, I loved it, but oh, man. That's a tough watch. I still still do want to see Toy Story 4, but I do appreciate the heads up. 
Yeah, uh, I've heard some good things though. I've actually uh, Dave Schrader, who hosts a, a really successful podcast uh, on, on about ghosts and bullshit. He <laughs> fucking he uh, he uh, he loved it. He said it was like probably his favorite of the series. Oh, yeah. You know, I've been seeing like I was supposed to see it yesterday. Something's happened. Uh, as I mentioned, it's been a long week. Uh, but uh, today, while I was uh, walking about, like t- trying to clear my uh, my head and. Not to panic too much. I heard this little boy, uh, and it's out there. So I don't. I think this is not a spoiler. Uh, Sporky, I think that's his name. Uh, Tony Hale's character, Buster, Buster Bluth. Buster, yeah, Buster Bluth. Uh, his, his, I guess he has this whole thing about saying he's trash, and this little boy, maybe like about six years old, he's just yelling at at his uh, his mom. I'm trash, mom. Just like like Sporky. I'm trash. I'm trash. And was he that, right? I don't know. You know, I didn't really look look at him. But uh, if anything, I was like, for the first time ever, I was like, this kid is probably onto something because it made <laughs> he me is. want to it's, watch. Uh, maybe he's singing that New York Doll song, you know, trash. Oh <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but no, it, it, it's it's made me just like you. I want to see it. I uh, Toy Story three was playing in Spanish the other day too. I guess in t- anticipation of this movie, and uh, it just made me. I haven't seen Toy Story 3 since it came out in theaters. I have it on DVD or Blu-ray or whatever, but I just can't get myself into that sitting down. I could see one and two just fine, but the third one is just it's just too much, I think. Totally relate. Um, you mentioned seeing Toy Story 2 in Spanish. Uh, Regina, um, have you seen any of the Toy Stories in Spanish? In Spanish, no. I haven't. I was I was gonna ask because I, I wanted to ask how the voice acting because last week you guys had the the uh, discussion about voice acting. So uh, I'm assuming it's... Blake, and I'm sorry for this assumption. I'm assuming you haven't seen any Toy Story movie in Spanish. <laughs> I haven't correct, either. Correct. Sir. <laughs> <laughs> uh, see, the only re- the only Toy Story I've actually seen in Spanish has been the original Toy Story, and so it took me like a, about a year or two years to see that actually in English. Which is, you know, really, really weird. I have that movie on VHS in Spanish. Like, I think I also have The Lion King in Spanish. But I, I, I just, I don't know why it took so long. And it, the voices fit. Like, I, I know last week I was like saying, like, some voices don't fit in Spanish or anything like that. But these do match with uh, the inflection that you hear in, like, in Tom Hanks and uh, shit. El Woody. El Woody, yeah. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's that's cool because most of the Spanish dubbing always sounds like it sounds very silly. Like when you watch The Simpsons in Spanish, it's like "Hola Bart." It's it's, it's, it's it's Homer sounds like a demon like all the time. So I don't kind know, of see, cool. I don't know. Like uh, that that's, one guy. The Simpsons like is one of my favorite things to watch in Spanish. I think I've seen <laughs> the, Sp- the English and Spanish version so much that I know both jokes in and out. Yeah, because uh, it's just it's just funny. And do they change the, one- the jokes at all? Uh, some of the jokes, jo- the jokes land more for, you know, you're you're the Spanish speaking audience, so you'll have something that's more like when they have the bumblebee. The, the bumblebee is actually <laughs> still like the bumble, just like a normal like bumble, like the. Like, he's just a normal. He's just yeah. a normal bumblebee. <laughs> that's in, in Mexico, he's just a regular bumblebee. In yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no. But there's still things like the the jokes will like be more poignant like in yeah. that for the bumblebee man or you'll have more of <laughs> yeah it's just, it's so it's it's a weird weird 
weird thing like i've seen now we're completely off topic but i've seen a lot of spanish dub stuff so i get i think that's how i grew up with a lot of sounds like a really fun way to learn spanish is to watch the simpsons in spanish (laughs) i would i would recommend that i think i would i would recommend that yes i think i have a new project on my hands here (laughs) i tried to learn spanish by watching uh los guerras de las sexos (laughs) there was dialogue Uh, in that I don't think so. I don't know anything but the title of the show. <laughs> oh, oh, God. Well, there's uh, there's another re-release happening, uh, completely moving off from subs and dubs and all that stuff. Uh, Avengers Endgame is coming out again this weekend. So if you haven't seen it, you know, at all, this is a perfect time to see it before it comes into video. Uh, so I think how it happens, you're going to get a sneak peek into Toy or Toy Story Four, uh, which would be cool. Uh, you'll get a sneak peek into Spider-Man: Far From Home. You get some deleted scenes. You get a nifty little poster. Uh, who's excited to see this again? Uh, I am because I didn't think it was long enough the first time. <laughs> <laughs> um, I uh, actually uh, the first thing I thought, um, I'm kind of cynical, I guess, but you know, like they were, it looked like they were gonna easily beat Avatar. And then it just kind of stopped, you know, like, I mean, they yep. made a shit ton of money, but mm-hmm. uh, they were, quote unquote, only 45 million short, <laughs> but it didn't look like they were they were going to make it. So to me, it comes off as the re-releases like to to push them over the top. Um, my understanding, I, I had actually hadn't heard about the poster or the Far From Home thing that you just mentioned, mm-hmm. but I'm yeah. thinking that the Far From Home thing is the end credit scene, I guess. Oh, OK. Because I heard that there's six minutes all at the end it has no effect on the movie whatsoever. And there's an end credit scene. That's all that I heard. Like the rest of the movie, it makes that it, it actually makes little difference to which it's they're 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 deleted scenes, so it shouldn't make that big of a difference. But yeah, yeah. Um, I honestly, uh, I have no not that I don't have. Yeah, I don't. I don't. I don't really want to pay full money to see six minutes of a six more minutes of a three hour movie. Yeah, that's how I feel feel about it. The same way. How about you, Regina? I don't know. I mean, I think I'm good. <laughs> to be honest. <laughs> I really enjoyed it the first time around, and I believe did I get it in a second time? I want to say maybe I did already, so I think I'm all right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> what about yourself, uh, Mr. Blake? Uh, yeah, I've been good, bro. I've been good. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, no, I actually think it's kind of a. I think it's kind of shitty. I think it's a total cash grab. Um, yeah. And my nephew, um, you know. He kind of described it in a way that I hadn't thought about. He was like, yeah, it's the first, like, DLC for a movie. And I was like, oh, shit. Like, that is kind of a good way to look at it. Like, I got to go pay extra to go get some more shit from the exact same product I already had. You know? So, yeah. No, I think it's uh, it's lame. I have zero. I I won't. I won't say it. That's funny. And and you can't, for those who uh, haven't seen Endgame already, um, this isn't a chance to see it without being spoiled. Because Tom Holland actually spoiled this movie uh, continuing his yeah. streak, he actually gave away the ending of Endgame. Oh, there's a bit of a spoiler again, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> he, he also uh, he, he immediately justified it. He said, "If you haven't seen it, you've been living under a rock." So, uh, well, he's not ago. he's not wrong. It's it's yeah, it's second highest grossing movie ever, and it's been like you said, three months. So I mean, eh, Iron Man dies. Tom Holland told us. <laughs> No spoiler here. <laughs> oh well. Also, the trailer for Spider-Man: Homecoming says it right there and then too. So, yeah. I mean, if you're not seeing these trailers, 
Whoops. Uh, I do have a question for you guys. What movie? I mean, because this is not the first movie that be re-released with additional stuff. We have had Star Wars before. Uh, now we have Avengers. Uh, what would you like to see um, be re-released with additional stuff? Additional yeah, scenes. That is a tough question. <laughs> you know what? Like, immediately jumped to mind. Like I immediately, I was like John Wick. John Wick three. Give me oh. more John Wick three. Yes. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That, that, yeah. That would be uh, pretty awesome. I, I was actually trying to think of movies where I've heard of uh, like these mysterious cuts or oh, like forever the uh, the original Blade Runner. They talked about the, oh. you know, the director's mm-hmm. cut and stuff. And I'm trying to think of them. <laughs> <laughs> I was I was trying to think there must be some movie out there that you know there's this uh, long cool cut of it like was it Superman two there was a the Richard Donner cut or whatever that's um, a, all right yeah. yeah that's a good or the Shining or some two. shit maybe yeah I, I there's I mean the, I can't think of a movie off the top I, I'm sure I'll think of one but uh, right now I can't think of a movie off the top of my head where I'm like uh, man I, I know there's some scenes missing from it or but, <laughs> but John Wick's corpses yeah, if they could, in that case, they would have to re-release new footage and take out all of the existing footage. <laughs> hey, Sherry Moon's got to work. Yep, we got to put her out to work. <laughs> you do you have any films out there? Do <laughs> you think her out to pasture? <laughs> oh, no, no, we can't old yeller people here. You mean like yeah. educated horses? Oh. That's a Rob Zombie album. Thank you very much. Thank you. Damn deep. <laughs> That's a, deep cut. Cut. That's a deep cut right there. That's a bad one. <laughs> but then again, Rob Zombie stuff, is it bad or is it good? That's another question for you. Yeah. <laughs> Just yeah. Um, <laughs> yes. It's a question. <laughs> yeah, it is a question, yeah. Um, I don't I actually I think I agree with Blake here. Uh it is and Regina, it is a question. And I I would definitely want to see more John Wick. Give me maybe ten more minutes. I don't know what, but yeah, I'm fucking down. Dogs biting balls, bro. Oh, fuck that. <laughs> yes. Actually, <laughs> if they extended, because that's already a long scene as it is, but if they extended that scene, that would be pretty oh, pretty amazing, actually. It's already an awesome scene, but uh, yeah, that would be pretty cool. Uh, him riding a horse being chased by motorcycles for 30 or 40 minutes would be kind of awesome. Yeah, yeah. any more horse food would be great. Yeah. So I think we all agree, John Wick 3 re-release extra sp- i would actually pay for that but all right <laughs> let's move on uh what have we been watching nathaniel Ooh, i've had a lot of time on my hands so i was speaking <laughs> of john- <laughs> in, in between earning money off of babies um so speaking of john wick i actually rewatched the first john wick um still is oh. awesome yeah. um i watched the illusionist uh, if you guys remember the edward norton stage magician movie <laughs> oh the illusionist yeah i, yeah. I- yeah. The funny I have, thing is, huh? I have feelings about that movie. I did too. Bad ones, um, because I saw the Prestige, because they they both came out like oh, within prestige. months of each other. Yeah, yeah. And I remember that. Well, the Prestige is a great movie, and I remember The Illusionist not being all that great. So I rewatched it. Um, the reviews up on the site for that, but it's actually it's much better than I remembered it. Um, the movie in itself is kind of it's gonna sound corny, but the movie is like 
the magic trick itself like the writing is really well done it's really tricky i guess it has it does the whole um uh, unreliable narrator bit which i totally didn't remember mm-hmm. but uh it's, it's it's definitely worth a rewatch um it's for me it was much better on the second viewing i don't um, remember anything about it yeah i don't remember anything about it it's either. it's you know what it's basically a love story it's super typical it's very very standard you know um person fakes their death it turns out to be part of this really big trick uh it's um bad guy good guy very over the top bad guy very uh edward norton is obviously the good guy i mean there's and there's an unreliable narrator but it's just told very well it's really really good stuff um i saw um this movie called last shift which was a horror movie uh i've seen last shift i like last shift i like you know what it's it's that's another movie that's really typical it's a haunted house movie basically Mm -hmm. but the direction is so good in it it's excellent really good Uh, yeah. yeah, they're they're closing down a, a, a police station because they've made a, a newer, more um, updated one, I guess. And this uh, rookie cop is staying there for its last night. It's the last shift that's ever going to be there. And uh, shit goes down, but um, <laughs> it, it's, all hell breaks loose. All, all, all those break loose. It's really good, though. It's really good. A uh, little predictable, but mm-hmm. it's not bad. Who's in this? Um, Nobody, right? There's uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> There's what, a... is is Roose Bolton in it? Do I remember Roose Bolton from Game of Thrones being in that? I think he might be in that. Oh, is he the 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 the? Well, there's only like three characters in the whole movie. Yeah, he's like what he's like the elder the statesman cop. cop. Yeah. Yes. I think, I think that's him. Yeah, that's right. I I, I believe so. My limited knowledge, but I, yeah. that he does look familiar. Yeah. Um, and then I saw um the Running Man, not to that one. It was one from. Oh, I know it was, and actually yeah, on a lot of levels, it's from like '69. <laughs> it's a weird German movie that's like half giallo, half half noir, Ooh, but okay. all, all bad. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> you had it and then you took it away. <laughs> yeah, it's not, not so funny. Um, I saw a movie called um, uh, what the hell movie did I say? Oh, The Running Man. Oh no, The Running Man was good. I'm sorry. That... <laughs> what the fuck? Double double face. Double face is the German crime. <laughs> that one sucked. Running Man is about it. Is it's an it's a insurance scam fake death movie, but oh, uh, shit. it's really cool. It, like this dude fakes his death, and there's. <laughs> It's crazy. Um, dude fakes his death. Insurance investigator is trying to. He's kind of. Uh, he thinks something's up. So it's this cool little cat and mouse. Like they actually. There are lots of scenes between the two of them where there's these little like, uh, like digs and innuendos at each other that you don't know if what's who knows what's going on or how much they know is going on. But it's a. It's really cool to watch them. Like they're trying to figure out what the hell is going on. Basically, like it's cool. It's really cool. Um. Based on what Blake talked about last week, I watched uh, uh, Chernobyl. Oh, so the ooh. first two episodes of it, I do remember Chernobyl. I know you guys. Uh, I'm a little older, so I I was uh, in like third grade or something like that. But um, it was um, it freaked the hell out of me. I was totally frightened of Russia in general and <laughs> Chernobyl. Like I was scared of nuclear war when I was a kid uh, because well, movies taught us that Russia was really bad and they could like fuck us up. Uh, um, watching this movie though, I realized that I didn't even know how bad it was. My yeah. my fears were like childhood fears. I'm watching this uh, miniseries, and it's totally freaking me out. <laughs> that first it, episode, man, it really grabs you with like how 
terrifying I think it really is. And then how oblivious, not that they're oblivious, but how they uh, don't want to accept it because a part of me is like, well, I mean, it's ridiculous, like the the level of what happened, like the ex- the extent of it. I don't know if I would believe it either, but I don't know if I would so blindly be willing to risk so many lives also like yeah it's a, it's a real like message about like how the soviet state was at that time and oh boy a horror it, show altogether. it is and you know you know what i liked about it because it it very much tells you what uh what uh, the soviet union was like but uh it's in 80 well starts in 88 then it goes back to 86 but mm-hmm. watching a movie in 1988 or, or in 1986 you get like red dawn Rocky IV, mm-hmm. which paints a totally different picture of the Soviet Union, like this yeah. evil empire. I think Chernobyl does it even better because you see that, I guess, a realistic depiction of what the Soviet Union is or mm-hmm. was. And you totally don't want it. makes me so glad that I was not there during that time because <laughs> it's, it's horrifying what, what the Russian state is or the Soviet state does. And just the idea of the whole incident, it's so scary. Like, <laughs> just finished the episode where they're talking about. Uh, there's 50 to 60 million people's lives at risk right now. And it's, I didn't know that when I was a child. <laughs> it's, 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 it's a really highly recommended, but it is incredibly terrifying. Yeah. And then I watched um, another HBO show, Big Little Lies. Uh, third episode was, I know, Danny, you like the, the second one. I like the second episode too. I just thought it was a little too crazy, <laughs> a little too soap opera y. That's what I thought. This episode. this episode was much more tight, much more focused. And what I really liked about it is that um, Jane, uh, Shailene Woodley's character, mm-hmm. she, um, I, I think she's arguably the most important character in the entire series, but she's always in the background. Always, always, always she's in the background. And then you have the yeah. occasional moments where they, oh, you know, Perry raped her, or no, this is happening with Ziggy, or oh, blah, 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 whatever. But she's always a background character. It was nice to see an episode where you get some insight into her life. And even that loser dude who's hitting up on her, he actually <laughs> he actually didn't seem so bad by the end of the episode. So yeah. good job. I knew it would come around. But uh, yeah, <laughs> the, the, those are those are that's all that I watched. Just those 10 or 12 things or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> that's a lot. That's a lot for like, you know, do, going out in a business adventure, doing a pyramid scheme here and there. But no, it's a lot. It's a lot. <laughs> It's a lot. Uh, what about yourself, Blake? Oh, We're breaking geez. the mold today. We're mo- breaking the mold Bro, today. Bro, catch me <laughs> off guard. Almost muted. Like, almost even wasn't even sitting here, dude. Uh... <laughs> okay, yeah. So I did. I watched a lot of stuff. I had a, uh, well, not a lot of stuff, a few couple things. Uh, and it was very, I had a very horror-y, uh, horror-y. <laughs> horror uh, horror-y week. It was um, the house of horror. <laughs> <laughs> yes. yes. Um, but I watched uh, on uh, Pat's recommendation here, uh, Brightburn, which Ooh, what do uh, you think? so I caught me off guard a little bit. I'm going to be honest. I, it kind of, um, I liked it. Uh, first impressions, uh, loved it actually. Um, but it was, I guess when I say it caught me off guard, it, it kind of had a much more sci-fi vibe to it. Um, then I had anticipated, and you kind of mentioned it, but, um, yeah, it really plays up kind of like a, more of a sci-fi tale than a horror tale or even a superhero tale. Um, and, uh, we already talked about it. Uh, you already talked about it. Um, really good acting. 
Um, the kid is good. The story moves along really well. The end, as you said, is is kind of uh, got an unexpected um, kind of thing that happens. And uh, I actually have to say, um, and it's not too, it's not really a spoiler, but one of my favorite parts of the entire movie was at the very end when the credits start to roll, and you start to see some of the other stuff that's been happening. Uh, that maybe? is awesome. I, yeah, that, I, right? oh uh, man, yeah. that was. <laughs> That tied it all together because then you're like, well, then I guess it will be spoiler if you say anything more. But it's exactly yeah, that was great. <laughs> I thought that was like, yeah, without saying anything else, I thought that brought it all together in a way. And that's I, so crazy to say that a credit sequence would do that. But I this is not the open. Well, I guess it would be opening credits. It's the end credits. And right? I think you don't you know what? Don't answer that. I'm just mm-hmm. going to have to go see it. Don't. Yeah. Yo, don't worry. I'll go see it myself. Because now I'm really interested. I'm really yeah, interested everybody. in it. No, I think every, I highly recommend it. Um, I think if you're a fan of uh, of any of those of those genres I just mentioned, uh, excuse me, um, I think you're going to be a big fan of that movie. Um, and then I moved on. Uh, we were talking about Sam Neill uh, last mm-hmm. week, and uh, I'm just a big fan of that guy. And it got me thinking, um, a friend of ours, uh, I think it was Pablo, actually, who's been on the show, um, recommended a movie called Possession. Such um, a it's from 1981. Yeah, I had never seen it, um, and he oh, asked me to—he yeah. asked me to get a hold of it. Yeah, uh, a while back, and I don't know—I don't know how I did, but I got a hold of it, and uh, I'd never seen it. Threw it on, um, and I—this is a movie I don't because I knew nothing really about it. Um, Pablo didn't really spoil anything for me. Um, I don't really want to do that for anybody else either. I will say though, um, if you're a fan of like. Um, like almost like psychedelic, uh, like acid trip horror kind of stuff going on. Uh, cosmic horror, I would say, heavily. Uh, yeah. If you're an H.P. Lovecraft fan or you know uh, Robert Howard or any of that, um, loved it. Loved it. Um, yeah. Really great flick. Um, Sam Neill's like, how old was he when he did this movie? I mean, I don't know. Like he he's a young old. buck, and he, <laughs> he's a young he, Turk. He, yeah. <laughs> Holy cow. And he's like nude in it. You get to see his dick. It's fucking great. <laughs> fucking. Uh, I oh, love it. There's, there's more to the movie. That's all that I see. <laughs> Just that one shot. Yeah. <laughs> Many times. <laughs> yeah, that was the poster you had. Uh, <laughs> but no, I highly recommend it. Um, it's a really kind of fucking twisted tale. And uh, I don't want to spoil anything about it really at all. It's kind of like a, a, wife, a man and his wife and. Uh, and their relationship kind of dissolves, and you kind of get to witness all this like crazy stuff. Uh, Danny, you obviously like it. What, what are your thoughts on it? Uh, I want to say it's an avant-garde film, uh, and yeah. and I don't really want to spoil too much or anything about it. Is this is one of those films that uh, we went to see at the, our, our film yeah, the Plaza pl- Classic Film Fest. Yeah, and uh, we didn't know anything about it either. So when we watched it, we're, we're I guess we were, what the fuck is going on? This is fucking great. Show us more. Um, yeah, I think everybody should see this movie. If they haven't seen this movie, this is probably one of the better films or one of the best horror films I think I've seen in a long oh, time. Too. It's really good. And the only thing I would say, though, like if you have any point of reference for the movie Naked Lunch... And that movie's fucking nuts. But um, if you don't have any tolerance for that kind of like weird shit, fucking maybe it's not going to be up your alley. But yeah. um, uh, I don't know. I think if you're any fan at all of the things, uh, uh, the cosmic stuff, and you're going to fucking love it. Mm-hmm. For sure. For sure. It's, uh, 
uh, yeah, it's I, I've seen it also. Um, I have. Uh, I don't want to rain on anybody's parade, but yes, I have seen the movie. Yeah, you don't like it. Yeah, that's okay. <laughs> so here's the thing: I totally understand that shit. I like. There's a lot about that flick that I almost find like hard to watch, but um, like it's almost like purpose. I think purposefully so. Um, but yeah, yeah, I totally understand the other side of it if that is your opinion. So. I'm a fan of it. I think it's bonkers. Like a part of me wishes I could show it to class. Like for analysis, because it's it's so crazy. Yeah. Why can't yeah. you show? It? Why can't you show this again? Uh, it's it. pretty. Uh, <laughs> Samuel's dick is right there. It's pretty erotic. Yeah. Yeah. If you're a, fa- a fan of uh, shoulder slung ponytails. <laughs> <laughs> But anyway, moving along, moving along. Um, I went to, uh, I had a theater experience um, just last night. Um, I, I was, uh, I had a long fucking day yesterday and I kind of wanted to go. I was, my initial idea was like, I'm going to go see Toy Story, you know what I mean? I'm fucking glad I didn't. Fuck that. <laughs> if it's all sad, going to make me cry. Fuck that. And that was not the day for that. Um, and so I said, I, I, I said, YOLO, <laughs> let's fucking watch Annabelle Comes Home. And so... Luckily, Alamo Drafthouse has a really great deal on Tuesdays, which is like $5 tickets. Um, and so I was able to comfortably buy two, um, so I'd have a buffer against any fucking buddy who wanted to sit next to me. And uh, I show up to the theater not thinking anybody's going to be there, really. Fucking chock full of fucking teens. <laughs> like, I'm not joking. It was like, a, there was like a fucking Groupon for teens, and they all showed up for Annabelle. And, but it, yeah, dude, I dawned on me when I got there. I was like, oh, shit, it's summertime, of course. Um, but that, you know, usually that, you know, people say that and they're like, oh, that ruined it for you. No, I totally think this added to the experience. Um, <laughs> those, those fucking kids were like, I don't know if they're all like actual fans of the series or they were just raring to go for a horror movie, but, um, really good crowd, uh, first of all. And then, but getting into the, uh, the trailers, I saw a trailer for Dr. Sleep. Have you all, have you all seen the trailer for Dr. Sleep? I have not. And it pops up on my YouTube recommendation. I wanted to talk to you about this, but like yeah. when I saw it, I was like, oh, Blake already saw it. We'll talk about it today. Sure. So I want to hear your thoughts. Okay. Well, has uh, Pat or Regina, have you, have you seen it I've at all? I've seen it. Yeah, yeah, I saw it. Okay. So we do have some point of reference. Um, uh, I thought it actually looked pretty good. Uh, I, I know that there's, it's kind of divisive. The book was pretty divisive. Um, I will say Ewan McGregor's like English or American accent, you know, kind of thing. They, they like, I don't know. They they tried not to show that he couldn't, you know, that, any lines of dialogue really. But uh, I don't know. the The book I I, I enjoyed uh, pretty well. Um, I thought this looked like a pretty good interpretation of the of the thing. What did you guys think? Well, I'm excited for it. I like the look of it. I've never read the book before, um, but this trailer definitely makes me want to read the book. Oh, good. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like actually, um, that's how I feel because I didn't even know there was a book actor um uh, regina's the one who told me that it was and she actually told me about the trailer so that i watched the trailer and yeah i I was like well i actually want to check out this book this sounds uh the trailer looks it looks really really cool um i looks like a worthy follow-up to me yeah no i'm excited about it i i I know it's gonna be probably you know totally 50 percent rotten tomatoes you know i think it's totally (laughs) you know i it just has the feel like one of those type movies but i'm i'm looking forward to it but anyway annabelle comes home um so brief setup um kind of it starts with uh warren the warren couple um played by you know vera farmiga and patrick wilson and um 
kind of sets up like almost like a uh, like a Conjuring movie um, right away. And um, the whole thing of this is, is Pat, you mentioned earlier uh, about uh, Last Shift being a haunted house movie. And um, that's what this is. Um, they took the Annabelle thing and they kind of flipped it on its head. And they did something that I thought was really fucking genius. And um, again, the, these movies, we kind of know what we're going to get. Uh, but this one, again, I thought uh, The Curse of La Llorona was, was better than most. And this one was way fucking better than that. Yeah. What? Yes. I I was really fucking thoroughly, enta- thoroughly entertained through the whole thing. The, it's a small cast. Um, and the setup is um, Annabelle, they, they get the doll Annabelle. They go put it into their, their Warren, you know, uh, creepy basement full of creepy shit. Yeah. And lock it away. And then they go out to go do, like, ghost busting or whatever the fuck they do. And they leave their fucking <laughs> their daughter alone with, like, uh, a babysitter. So already kind of setting up like a great horror movie, right? Um, daughter, babysitter. Daughter's like kind of psychic, whatever. Um, babysitter's got a friend um, who has a, a, a father she's lost. And so she wants to come over and kind of hang out around the Warren's house because she wants to try to make communication. And so it sets up for this whole, and really what it is, is it's, a, it's a, an excuse to have all that creepy shit in that one room go off at once. And, and so the best way I can describe it, and again, this is going to make, I know a lot of people are going to go like, holy fuck, why would you compare it to that of all things? But 13 Ghosts, it's, it's, really? it's kind of like, well, it's kind of like how you, you know how like, all right, each, each ghost kind of gets its own little segment. I of, fucking yeah. love that. Oh, yeah, I yes, love that. That's what I mean. And oh. so I, I fucking thoroughly enjoyed it. Um, super big. I loved it, actually. I'm not even going to joke around. I really liked it. Um, I thought if, if that's the direction these movies are going to go, like, give me a fucking haunted house with tons of shit happening. Awesome. I will. My big complaint about it, though, I mean, again, it's the Wannaverse, so there's, it's not going to be perfect. Um, truthfully, I never once felt like anybody was in any real danger. Like, I, it was, like, spooky. Oh, but that's, that's not important in a horror movie. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. Like, there is spooky shit, and it's, like, a lot of spooky imagery. But it's almost like, uh, again, like, Cabin in the Woods. Or it's, like, here's a bunch of fun shit that you want to see as a horror fan. Here it, all, here it all is. Here's a bunch of jump scares. Here's a fucking goofy boyfriend who's, who's charming and you're going to root for. And here's, a, you know, some fun, you know, nice girls that you don't want to, you know, to die. And they, they do get to put into some positions, but that... For the most part, you're like, oh, well, you know, probably everything's going to be okay. <laughs> I, I, really can't see every, I really can't see him killing everybody. <laughs> that would be pretty dark. So, um, but again, highly enjoyed it. Um, I would actually recommend it a lot. So that's all That's all I watch, boys and girls. Hmm. Well, that's a pretty fun little romp. I like, I heard the second Annabelle is also really, I haven't seen. Yeah, it is. Like, I, yeah. I, I, I don't know why they don't really. But it's, it's even way different than this. Like, it's not even really? close. Yeah, no. The, each Annabelle movie has been pretty different from one another. Um, and this one especially so. But, uh, again, it's like, a, it's like a good... It's like it's like House. Or you remember the movie House and House 2? Like, uh, it's those, like, let's see, that's a fun little franchise. Or... Yeah, that, it kind of has that kind of feel. Huh, I've never even heard of that movie. <laughs> really? Oh, I yeah. de- oh, wow. definitely oh, got man. House, Yeah, please. those are really, really good movies. Oh, yeah. There's a fucking mm-hmm. demonic pizza that barfs up fucking... <laughs> 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 really <good. laughs> All right. Well, how about yourself, Regina? What have you seen this week? 
Well, um, I did see a movie called Assassinat, which I really can't get too much into. It'll be released at the end of the month, but um, it's got a fun name, right? Yeah. <laughs> It's the type of movie we normally don't talk about on this show. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> At least not so, till there's um, anything. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I guess like I mean I guess uh, I'll, I'll just leave it at that. Um, but I have seen Rocket Man twice and Ooh, wow. Late Night. I have what a is, lot to say about Rocket Man. What is Late Night? Let's go into that one because I don't <laughs> know what that is. Because that, that'll well, be quick. But super fun. Um, starring Mindy Kaling and oh, Emma Thompson. Oh, uh, okay. It's about their late night show, and it's a it's just a really charming movie, excellent writing. I love Mindy Kaling and Emma Thompson, so it's so I, I highly recommend Late Night. Um, so I it's really funny, um, good performances. Um, the one I really want to talk about though is Rocket Man because, like, like I said, I just I've seen it twice already, and I'm in love with it. Okay, so good performances all around. Taryn Egerton, um, he's amazing. You're the first person to say that name right on this show. I know, I know. I'm assuming you did say it right, because I don't know how to say it. I'm, I'm hoping I did. <laughs> I didn't think about it, but now I'm like, wait, did I say it right? <laughs> Thanks, um, Pat. Thanks for casting doubt on her. That's what I'm here for. <laughs> anyway. His name's Talon, right? Talon. He's like an American gladiator. <laughs> he knocked me oh. off the desk. <laughs> He shot me in the head with a fucking, what was it? Fuck tennis ball. That's what it was. <laughs> oh, yeah. No, but anyway, <laughs> strong performance as Elton John. And um, uh, Richard Madden of Game of Thrones fame, uh, Rob Stark oh, is in it. Super villainous, charming, um, evil manager boyfriend. And he's just a really good job at being a dick, guys. It's like a really good performance, too. Um, but the music is amazing it's like a big giant like broadway musical rock opera and it's such a fun movie i think if you haven't seen it you should run out and go see it now like now okay go. how would you compare it to how would you compare it to uh i mean i'm kind of similar i guess bohemian rhapsody another uh biopic we saw about an english musician you know my, my problem with bohemian rhapsody is that i think the one thing it's got going for it is rami malik's uh performance um I think that's the strongest thing about that film. Mm-hmm. And story-wise, I don't think it happens. I know that there's a part in the story where I'm like, wait, how'd they get to this point? Like, why are they mad at him now? Like, there was never, like, a discussion. It was just, like, it moves from one plot point to another, and the story is not smooth. This is not the case with this film. Like, it all connects. It all makes sense. And there is a focus on the music, of course, and on the characters and the performance, but it's, like, a, it's a, everything's so well put together. The direction's amazing. Um, there's this one scene that I love so much where it's a performance of Saturday Night's All Right for Fighting, and the way it's done is is brilliant. Like it's a, it's enviable the way it's uh the directing. So I think it's really cool. Do they touch on the Princess Die stuff? Just one. I mean, I, I don't want to get too much into it because I don't remember. But does it go that much into his life, his career? Uh, no, not so much. I mean, they flash forward to the future, but like that's not really <laughs> a a thing. Like our future, like right now, future, or is or it like, like fifty yeah, years like, from now, fifty years now. now. <laughs> oh, okay. Elton, twenty seventy five. I'm a robot now, and I'm here <laughs> to party. <laughs> it's really on the focus of him getting started, and you know, like the early stages of his fame. But um, okay. and then it jumps to like where he's at now. We see him like kind of composing "Candle in the Wind," but he has no idea what it is he's 
they ask him like, "Oh, what's that?" He's like, "I don't know." <laughs> so he's still like, <laughs> "You tell me." Well, that's that's all fun and games right here. That's what we're here for at Adventures and Movies. Smooth. To make like segue. Yeah. Yes, that's yeah. what we're here. For. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, well, <laughs> you guys sound like you all had a a pretty pretty fun watches. <laughs> Would you? Oh, watch sorry. Uh, so I I forgot last week uh, to mention that I watched Love Simon. Um, it's all right. Like it's ooh, ooh, yeah. Fighting work. Is it about Simon <laughs> X? What is it about? Uh, it's this boy that gets outed essentially. Um, oh, sweet. I, yeah. Uh, it's. I mean, I'm pretty sure the book. Uh, because it's a YA book, uh, had was pretty popular, you know, or is popular, um, and I'm pretty sure the like you know everybody that wanted to go see it was a fan of the book, but uh, the thing with these like YA drama comedy movies is that they're too um, they try to be too real. I don't I don't know if that's a, a thing. Um, that's real funny. That's exactly what I no joke. That's exactly what I was thinking. I, I was thinking about the 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 hate you give. And it tries so hard to be so important, I guess. Yeah, and I mean, uh, not to knock it down or anything like that, but uh, when I mean it's being too real, like it it has a a community, like a Facebook uh, board of like of anonymous people, like putting like their secrets and you know their secret. Essentially, it's like uh, uh, fuck what it's a curiosity cat or whatever it's called. Like you know, they're just posting things and. Uh, there's a gossip line going on, and this kid essentially comes out saying, like, you know what, um, he's afraid to come out, and uh, Simon, the titular character, you know, he's already been, he knows that he's gay, but I don't know, like, there's things that, like, there's, uh, again, it goes down to the cringiness of, like, dialogue, um, and I think that's what really got to me, uh, I'm not saying it's a bad movie, it's just, like, it's, like, every other teenage YA book like it, it, it fits a formula if, if you want right. like a romantic comedy it will follow that same those same steps and this is no different you know he I liked it better when it was Kevin Klein in in and out which was a better film like about coming out like not knowing that he's he's gay I like that Kevin, better. Kevin Klein's just awesome I yeah love Kevin Klein. yeah and I wish, in many ways, I saw that movie instead of Love Simon. And what's it's it on? Just... Is it on Netflix or what's it? <laughs> it's on HBO. Oh, yeah. Okay. Oh, okay. Does but... Simon like to do drawings? <laughs> <laughs> Man, there's probably a whole contingency of people that listen to this that have no fucking idea what you're talking about. I know. <laughs> <laughs> that goes for like 98 percent of what I say. This. So. Yeah. <laughs> I haven't thought thing. about I... that, Simon, in forever. Don't look at my bum. Shake <laughs> <laughs> it, monkey. <laughs> I would like for people to write at us to see if they understood that. Uh... <laughs> send, a, send a gif. <laughs> send a gif, please. please. Uh, uh, we already talked about Big Little Lies. I really uh, agree with you. Like the What's her name again? I don't know these characters' names. Uh, I'm sorry? Jane? Jane, I do feel she is the main character. Even in the first season, she kind of like gets thrown to the side uh, for more <laughs> drama queens, <laughs> for yeah. lack of better words. Um, 
I really like her character. I, I really want her to win. Um, but uh, I think what one of the things that I am liking from this season are the mothers in this in this season. They're very strong. They're very like dominant of the screen. They did they do demand your presence, uh, and I feel sometimes a little bit like you know talked down by Mel, Mel, Meryl Streep. And I don't know if that's okay, but all right, I'm down. I'll be can, a better. I can hear it in your voice how turned on you are by know. all that. <laughs> <laughs> my secret she really puts him in his place yeah, yeah. <laughs> i'm not gonna say i'm not turned on by her but you know i might be um and the last thing i saw you know i think i don't even know how to explain how i got into this it's the show is called too young to die old it's on amazon and so it is written by Nicholas Winding Ren? 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 Oh, fucking Neon Demon Bastard? Neon Demon. Bahala Rising. Take that, Nicholas Winding Ding Dong Ding. Fuck you. <laughs> and Ed Brubaker. Oh, shit. Fucking my yeah. boy. I fucking yeah. love Ed Brubaker. Me too. So I have this like love-hate relationship with Nicholas Winding, whatever his last name is. Um, he has pretty he 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 knows how to make beautiful shots. And uh, if one time long ago when we reviewed Neon Demon on Four Eyed Horror, we talked about how every scene is essentially like a background screen for Tumblr. Um, <laughs> yes. This this show is no different. Everything is, you know, like very. Pretty, very pretty. Is it also boring as fuck like Neon Demon was? Or is well, it better? Yes and no. Okay. So so Ed Brubaker comes in with the writing styles. And I've only seen th the first three episodes. I'm trying to work through it. So the complaints that we had with Game of Thrones was that it was going too fast for, for an hour show. This show, the first two episodes are an hour and a half long. And it's ten episodes long. Uh, yeah, so the first episode is essentially s establishing the premise of it, uh, and this is cop, his partner, Miles Teller's partner gets shot. He essentially gets introduced into this other world, um, and he gets sucked into it. That's essentially how it is, but how I got into it, it was like, oh, it's a cowboy movie. Uh, it's a cowboy show, and I just didn't want to watch some sort of western, and I was completely mistaken. And uh, <laughs> but th this show, it's it's good and it's bad. Like I don't know how to like it's it's it could be both at the same time. Um, the dialogue is good at times. The if you have a performance like it, because uh, Billy Baldwin's in it as well. It's fucking badass. Yeah, he, he is a pretty good coked up guy. I mean, fuck yeah, <laughs> all the time. Yeah, yeah, and he has some of the most interesting dialogue. He's just a creep in this. Like, you know, Miles Teller doesn't bring me bring anything to this. He's just really? kind of like, no shit. I like him usually. Yeah, yeah me he's too. Usually pretty good. Like he's really good in Whiplash. I was I was fucking sitting here trying to think of the name. I was like backbeat. <laughs> drum drumstick, <laughs> snare drum. I couldn't fucking think of it. 
and you know and it, it's just i think this is how his character is supposed to be he's a little bit um i guess uh disconnected but he's also like nobody in the show is what they seem so it's kind of hard to root for any character um and the second episode and I'm, that's what i'm saying it's really hard to root for any character because the second episode you completely disregard the the main character and you go into this um the essentially like the villain's point of view of everything and or the antagonist i guess <clears throat> point of view and it's all in spanish it's probably some of the most authentic spanish i've heard in a while and the only thing i could really compare it to is like in breaking bad um and their spanish was essentially broke like you know pretty um on point not on point like you could you could hear their english their american accent essentially when they're speaking spanish like i know i could hear like i hear it when i speak spanish like i have a, an accent but there's an accent in breaking bad in too young to die old it all seems pretty natural they're all uh mexican actors of sorts um in this whole episode was just really really fucking crazy i, I and this is where the neon the neon demon stuff kind of happens there's like sort of like mysticism to it but i mean in mexican culture you kind of get that as well um so it kind of falls you know it falls in line to with in culturally speaking um and i did like that like i think the second episode is a really strong episode compared to the first and uh, as i mentioned i've only seen three episodes and now on the third episode we go back to miles teller some time has progressed a couple of weeks and now he is essentially investigating a murder of sorts and um we get uh soul star I, I don't remember his name but he's in deadwood as soul star he's timothy elephant's partner um and he is essentially opening up to this guy he's looking for or he, he is you know he looks for and um it, I, I, this show is so it wants to be so many things it's kind of like a mystery but there's also like just say it stick with twin peaks because it, it this does not sound very exciting <laughs> Well, it sounds it sounds exactly like this guy's stuff. Like it's like part yeah. good, part bad. Kind of, kind of, kind of fucking can't decide whether I like it or not. Like you know, it sounds exactly like this motherfucker's stuff. Yeah, and it's exactly what it is. And I feel like his stuff is more heavy than the Brubaker stuff because when you you could, if you read like his Criminal or any of his books, essentially, you you bad know influences. The yeah, bad yeah, influences. Yeah, there is influences in it. It's just that like, you know, the Nicholas stuff is very outweighs everything like yeah. the saturation of everything but uh i do want to say this uh some of the best scenes in of los angeles ever like i've never seen the same shots when he directs the movie of have los you Angeles. seen the dirt yet bro Jeez. <laughs> no, no i haven't I just, <laughs> just, i'm just joking around. uh but like it's a, uh, it's it's pretty cool stuff i i like when it shows los angeles stuff uh, there's also a really good documentary out there about los angeles it's about like three hours long i uh, just say all you need is like three hours three and a half hours of your life and yeah it's super yeah interesting. yeah yeah no it's super interesting i fucking <laughs> loved it um but yeah like this is some stuff that I, I i don't know i'm gonna continue watching it as i go through the week but uh yeah this is a. Uh, it's it's there so far. It's there. I don't know right. how I feel about it right now. Let me put it this way: you had me at Billy Baldwin. 
He's a big character. <laughs> cool. <laughs> so moving on from Los Angeles and diving into camp. Uh, I think all of us kids, actually, I never went to camp. Uh, did you go into camp? Did you guys go to camp? Nope. I didn't. No? No? Nah, I didn't think that was a real thing. Okay, so I, I guess it's a white thing, white per- person thing. Uh, <laughs> I, did, I never went to camp, Danny. Never oh, to- <laughs> far off from that either way. You know where you live. <laughs> yeah, there's nowhere to go camp, camp in the desert. <laughs> yeah. You're far from that. Maybe if you've uh, got trees and lakes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, true. And a murder. <laughs> murder. Murder. Uh, so, yeah, we're going to talk about Sleepaway Camp. I think it's been months in the making. We sh- we've talked about this at every turn that we could. We talked about it with Regina. We talked about it with Blake. Me and Pat have talked about it. Pat has talked with, about it with at every chance that he could, that he can. And now uh, we are here. We are at our, I apex. guess... Apex, yeah. I was gonna say Waterloo, but I don't know. <laughs> that's a, oh, that's no. This isn't our Waterloo. We're just getting started here. What I you know, talking? That's why I didn't uh, want to say Waterloo. <laughs> actually, Regina is, uh, I would say, our resident sleepaway camp expert. She's a huge fan. She actually, uh, even though Angela Baker is a crazy murderer, uh, she's one of Regina's heroes, <laughs> which is fine. Which is fine. <laughs> I have a whole sleepaway camp story to set us up here. Oh, okay. Cool. Cool. okay. <laughs> so sit back and gather around or I'm whatever. Roasting a marshmallow. Nah. <laughs> <laughs> We're at camp now. Okay. <laughs> All right. So I'm going to take us back to 1996 when I first discovered the sleepaway camp franchise. Okay. So, of course, this is during a time where you have video stores where you can just spend the day or the evening just looking through, right? You wouldn't have to, like, have an idea. Just stand there, see what you can rent. And so what caught my attention was these two videotapes. One had a girl with a backpack, and she had, like, Jason's mask, and she had a chainsaw. They had all kinds of things from, like, a thousand horror movies, like, strapped to her back. And I'm like, well, that looks fun. But we all know that a good 80s horror film... Right? An 80s horror film, it has to have three things. It has to promise score, it has to mm-hmm. promise boobs, and some kind of plot. Well, the one next to it had a girl just holding a knife in front of her boobs, and we're like, oh, let's go with that one. <laughs> so <laughs> so I get Sleepaway Camp 3, Teenage Wasteland, which was made in 1989. And I loved it. Okay? I understand there was just this tiny girl who killed some other girl, and she took her place at camp, and I'm like, well, she just really wants to go to camp that badly. I understand. <laughs> And it's a camp for bad kids. Like, they're a bunch of criminals. And so she shows up and she starts wreaking havoc because she's actually really nice. And she doesn't stand for that. And the Angela in this movie is played by Pamela Springsteen, uh, which is Bruce Springsteen's Bruce Springsteen. sister. Yeah. And so um, she's our, she's also the killer in the second movie. In the second, does, she, uh, does she look like Bruce? I got to know. <laughs> <laughs> does she look you like know? the boss? I, I can't say that she does. I don't think so. Oh, but man. she has a fondness for murder ballads. <laughs> <laughs> she too was born to run. But you know, there's a scene where she's at camp and all the, the the they're bad they're bad kids, right? So all the girls who are there are like they're bad girls. So they're there to get laid. I was um, gonna say, bring your rubbers. <laughs> <laughs> 
of course they're like super overdeveloped girls they're incredibly busty and they're just like they're just changing without a bra they don't care but meanwhile angela she's like i'm not going to change in front of them so she has like this crazy contraption on and i remember that one of the girls it's a it's just a big bra is what it is and one of the lines of dialogue is so stupid one girl tells her oh my god how do you get that off with a can opener doesn't even make any sense. <laughs> but I always wondered, why is Angela so self-conscious of her body, you know? Well, then I watched Sleepaway Camp 2. She still has body issues of some sort, but she's going to camp to, like, genuinely go to camp. She's, like, really happy at camp. She loves camp. But then people start acting like fools, so she's got to kill them, right? <laughs> so finally, I watched Sleepaway Camp Right? <laughs> I finally get to the first one. I've been working my way back because I love the third one so much. And then I find out, oh my gosh, she has a penis. That's why she won't change in front of anybody. <laughs> oh, man. I just thought she was like shy, like she was smaller than the other girls. And she was like, nah, I don't need to be changing in front of you. But like, oh, that's why. So I'm really shocked she got to go to camp two more times. <laughs> Four more times, I think. Four more times. I think this is this is a franchise, right? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. it's a franchise. Yeah, it's a. I guess it's a super popular franchise. Um, I know that they uh, the guys who made the uh Crystal Lake Memories and the Never Sleep Again documentaries, those like four and six hour documentaries, they're making one about Sleepaway Camp now. So, uh, that actually, see, that would be interesting. We were, see, I knew I would come up with something. Um, they're gonna have, they're gonna have unreleased footage in that. Oh, so, oh, uh, oh really? See, that would be kind of interesting. Um, I guess the big spoiler to Sleepaway Camp for those who don't know, because it's like a very infamous uh, ending that's been parodied on like Robot Chicken, and there's all kinds of memes of it. Uh, I've seen a lot of stuff of it, but um, it turns out that the little thirteen-year-old girl that everyone's bullying in Sleepaway Camp. Turns out that um, it's a dude. It's a guy. It's a little boy. Um, so I think yeah. Sleepaway Camp, um, the reason that we wanted to talk about Sleepaway Camp is we all thought that it kind of was a good example of an uh, an LGBTQ movie. Um, there's, a, there's plenty of them. There's a lot of good examples nowadays. This one came out in 1982, I want to say. 83. 83, yeah. So this is a time when in horror movies you would hear – many homophobic slurs like it was just said just mm -hmm. thrown around like it was i don't think sleepaway camp was trying to be progressive or forward-thinking um it's not particularly good per se it's a very entertaining very very entertaining watch but they handle um homosexuality with incredible matureness for 1983 um she's not yeah she she's not crazy because or i guess he because he's possibly a, a, a gay boy. Um, he's crazy because he was raised by a crazy aunt who mm -hmm. treated him like a girl, even though he was a boy. Right. Um, he's crazy, I would imagine. Because he's he saw his father sleeping with another man, but they don't mock. The kids are oh, laughing. I was gonna say that's the scene that stood out to me so much because it's totally not mocking. Mm -hmm. um, it's literally shown as like a sweet, caring scene. It's like. Two dudes in bed, heavy petting, <laughs> yeah, and like, yeah, and totally. like, and the kids are like giggling about it because it's their family, and because it's adults kissing. Yeah. Like, mm -hmm. it, it could be anybody, and it's like, oh, exactly. look at them kids. They're like, oh, gross dad. It's like <laughs> gross dads. <laughs> <laughs> but it's, uh, I mean, 
it's actually it's a very standard horror movie. Um, it's sexually charged as as any other horror movie was of the eighties, except it's with children. Yeah. So it's really weird, but um, I I think that um as um for Pride Month, I think it's a great example. Um, more so than Elm Street too, because that's a total fluke the way things turned out. I mean, yeah, yeah people see it now and it should stand out as a part of queer horror but i mean it wasn't meant to be a, a any sort of powerful statement this wasn't meant to be one but it ends up um very much being one just because of how i i guess i'll say it again how maturely they dealt with a subject that was not uh easy to talk about in 1983 absolutely and it's it's really you know i watch it like every couple of years um and i'd watch i've watched it twice now pretty recently i just watched it uh, today and uh, the thing that stands out about it to me is it's just a fucking pretty good 80s slasher movie. You know, it's it's above all else. It's kind of just a good one of those. You know, it's not yeah. overly great. It's not over, it's not bad really at all. Um, no. And, you know, and like the, the fucking camp is like filled with assholes. And so you kind of want fucking yeah. Angela or, you know, you know, they try to play like it's not her for a while. But like they you want these fuckers dead like they're dicks. They're fucking dicks to Angela. And they're fucking dicks to her cousin. And it's like, fuck that shit. Like, fuck these motherfuckers. Like, it's like in, it's like in Jaws too. Like, you're rooting for the fucking shark the entire fucking time. Like, you just want Jaws to eat everybody. And that's kind of how I felt about this one. And, you know, the, a couple other things, just as a horror movie goes, I fucking love the gore and the fucking gore effects in this shit. Yeah. I, wanted, I wanted to point out one in particular that really fucking scares the fuck out of me in general because I'm a fucking allergic to bees. Uh, yeah yeah. i'm not allergic to bees but that's the exact scene that i i was thinking more yeah gore but i was thinking creative also super creative and they're like and then like they show you the body and it's like they're like carnivorous fucking (laughs) horror bees (laughs) like the motherfucker is totally fucked up but uh yeah as a horror movie goes as a horror fan you know if you're a horror fan check it out it's fucking really good it's really well done and you know what? Those creative killings continue throughout the whole franchise, which is what I kind of fell in love with the third one, too. And the third one, she puts firecrackers up a guy's nose because he's being a dick. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone's a dick to her, man. It's fucked up. And then, like, and then the first movie, um, I mean, it's she, who, who knows how she would have turned out, right? But yeah. she does see her cousin murdered in front of her. Um, yeah. the guy, one of the people she kills is a freaking pedophile. So it's like, you're not really missing these people, you know, like they're not, they're not good people who are dying. You, you know, know, it's funny now that we're talking about, I didn't even think about it, but she's a victim of bullying, which people in the LGBT Absolutely. community have to, I didn't even think about it. So we're talking about it right now. It's like, holy shit. This, I know it wasn't the message I, that they were trying to convey, but it very much is an anti-bullying movie. Really? Totally. Like, well, just like let the right one in, right? That That's another thing that's like that. Yeah. Yeah. But, I watched it for the first time ever, like this week. Um, that this is the like if I had like besides to young uh, to die young or too young too too young to die old. Uh, this is the only thing I really I sat down and and watched, and yeah, I I thought the whole thing like when we chose it, uh, it was because there's like bullying messages about it because I really did, uh, I saw that almost immediately. Um, I did have my problems, and but I think everybody says that it's not that great. The like, you know, like I, I that's one of the things that I was like, well, I mean, I thought this was going to be a little bit better, 
But I mean, if that's already the like the overall consensus, like it's not great, but there me- there's messages overall. Yeah, I-, I see it. Yeah, nobody's uh, here. The 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 people that deserve to get killed deserve to get killed. Um, Mel is a total creep. Who is the camp, the main cap camp guy? Oh, uh, he's the guy who looks like he should be. <laughs> <laughs> he and the cat skills. Oh, but a young girl like inexplicably like loves him, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It doesn't. Yeah, one sense. of the young girls wants to bang him. It's weird. <laughs> yeah. uh, that Mel reminded me a lot of the mayor in Jaws. Uh, he's like, no, we'll just continue. We'll continue like doing a normal daily stuff. Dude, I yeah. fucking love the Guido fucking counselor guys. They oh, were I fucking fu- awesome. Guy, tiny the- shorts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so much fucking midriff. Oh, okay, let's go back. Why? Why is a midriff T-shirt a thing on a dude? Like, what the fuck is that? I, I was first of all, I was like, that guy has abs, and my god, look at his tits. Magnificent. <laughs> Well, he had a very robust, like, hairy body, and it was just like, man, like, you wouldn't think that that's the dude that would have put on the midriff. <laughs> but shit, it's the 80s, you know? Fuck it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, there, There's a lot of things in this movie that were kind of, like, weird, like, in many ways. Like, I didn't... <laughs> <laughs> like the, the the pedophile guy, the way that he gets killed, he could easily just jump off unless like Angela like has him by like his fucking ankles. I, I, I just thought like, think... he's got him by really. <laughs> <laughs> I think There's... he might be putting looking at it a little too critically because I don't think it's the type of movie where you can examine it like that because um it's it's but a I... goofy horror movie. Like I mean to 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 look at it at that level, I think it will be kind of disappointing and. I'm not saying it's disappointing. It's just that, like, uh, I just and I was being too critical of it. Like that, I just came into it that way, you know, sitting down and being like, "All right, yeah. let's see what this movie is about." But like, you know, like, I I feel like I was expecting more of uh, Friday the Thirteenth. Oh yeah. Than- than this, and that's where I think. <laughs> and Saved by the Bell. <laughs> and Saved by the Bell. Yeah, like the. I mean, Judy's a. I'm glad that Judy got killed. Like that, she was a bitch. Yeah, she, she gets the sucks. she gets a curling iron death, doesn't she? Oh, yeah. it's yeah. Yeah. well. I was trying yeah. to think. Which so, she's, yeah. she's the really mean one, right? Who? Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, the, yeah. Yeah, she was dating the cousin, but yeah, yeah, yeah. Who, who walks by and is just like, "Fuck you, Angela!" <laughs> <laughs> like, whoa, where the fuck did that come from? <laughs> or when they throw the water balloon at her, nails her like right in the face. <laughs> right yeah. in the fucking face. I'm like, damn. And then that fucking kid comes out. And he's like, y'all a bunch of fucking ass wipes. Y'all fucking cocksucking ass wipe motherfuckers. Yeah, you hear me? It's like, so I actually liked how how strong of a bond. He like really defended. Oh. <laughs> he was, he's badass. Yeah. He was all about family. You know, at the end of the movie, when the, after the credits roll back, he's like, she don't have a dick. Fuck that. She don't have a fucking dick. It's all, no, fuck that. Uh and I do. There is one like silver lining in this whole film. The Angela's theme song is fucking hilarious. It's fucking great. Like, oh, in the closing credits. The closing credits. Thing. Yeah, it's so eighties. Like, it's so like who? Like, I don't think any slasher, anti-hero villain, whatever, has their own like theme song like this. Like. You know, no, like, yeah. fucking Michael Myers. Fucking but I mean, with words, things. like with words. Oh, okay. Like, I mean, right. like that. Like, that's what I'm saying. Like this, like fucking, like almost like a rom- like a romantic, like a ballad of sorts. Like I was, like I was hearing it. And I was like, this. Is... 
Didn't Freddy have a rap? Did he have a rap? Yeah, like, I'm Freddy Krueger and I'm here to stay. <laughs> if you fall asleep, I'll kill my way. Or something. Well, and then he had that <laughs> entire record that was. Say what? Does Alice Cooper count for Jason? <laughs> Alice Cooper? Yeah, fuck yeah. All right. Fuck yeah. I, I take everything I just said back then. <laughs> <laughs> Alice Cooper trumps anybody. <laughs> he can swing a stick on the golf course, too, man. That guy's good. Yeah. Have yeah, you been to his restaurant? Pretty good hot dogs. <laughs> Are they black? <laughs> I hope they're, covered. hope they're covered in black paint. <laughs> Sorry, um, <laughs> I don't know. Any any other closing uh, comments, thoughts uh, on Sleepaway Camp? You guys, uh, I just think it's uh, kind of a quintessential. If you consider yourself a horror fan, or if you you know if you want to, if you're into horror at all, and you haven't seen it, kind of owe it to yourself. You know, it's kind of one of those movies from the '80s that you know everybody should see. If uh, uh, for not just you know the the queer reasons and stuff like that, it's just fun. You know, check it out. I, yeah. I, I agree with I totally I, agree with you. Forget yes. yeah, forget the ending. Forget the the messaging and yeah, the ending is pretty crazy or whatever, but um it's just a schlocky horror and uh maybe skip the whole baseball scene cuz it kind of goes on forever and is really boring. <laughs> oh, <laughs> yeah, that just happened. Like huh? midriff t-shirts, bro. <laughs> <laughs> They're like let's bet $5 every inning or whatever. (laughs) uh, As a horror, if you're a horror fan, then you absolutely need to watch uh, Sleepaway Camp. Um, uh, For pride reasons. Yeah, for sure. Like it has very strong messaging in it, but it's it's just a fun movie to check out. Yeah, I agree. Yes. Check it out. I mean, I had my doubts, but no, it's, it's a good movie. I just wish I wasn't so critical, I guess. Like, I wish I didn't like go into it. Like, this is gonna be like fr- hereditary. Like, no. <laughs> Not even like that. I was expecting it to be like more of '80s, like good horror. Not '80s e horror. Oh, that's why it's great, though. That's like, yeah, to me. Yeah. That's exactly it's why hard. it's good. Yeah, yeah. B horror is good horror, and from the '80s, B horror is good horror. Okay, right, so I like think that if you haven't seen uh, the third one, <laughs> if you haven't seen Sleepaway Camp three, I think you should definitely watch. Sleepway Camp 3 for more creative deaths and more boobs and blood. That one's more teenagers, so there's way more boobs. And um, if that's boobs. important to you. It's important. Uh, it was important to me as a teenage girl just because I already knew that if you don't have them in the movie, it's kind of like, oh, this movie's missing something, you know? <laughs> like, I was very disappointed by April Fool's Day. I'm like, what? There's no boobs uh... here. And no even real death. So, no. <laughs> so, uh, yes, yeah, so I recommend you watch... Sleepaway Camp 3 for more creative deaths and more bad hookups. Awesome. <laughs> we'll do a special I, edition on it. I can't wait. Yeah, I, yeah, definitely. I know all three of them are on Amazon Prime right now, so you could definitely check them out. Uh, this is also not sponsored by Amazon Prime, um, but uh, check it out. Yeah, that's true. So every Saturday you can find us here. Um, the rest of the week you can go to adventuresinfortaste.com where you can find all our other podcasts. Um, the wrestling podcast has been uh, generating a lot of buzz lately. Uh, Adventures in Pod Taste, which is our main podcast. Uh, the comics podcast has some really cool interviews on it. And uh, we also have a Star Wars podcast. So make sure you check those out. If you're not in a podcast mood or if you're at work and you just can't uh, sneak in one, you could definitely check out our articles because at work, if you can't listen to a podcast, you can browse the Internet. Um, <laughs> we have reviews for all all the movies that we discussed. Um, and the Danny mentioned uh, Amazon, all the movies we on Amazon. They actually have a page that's dedicated to Pride Month. So go ahead and check that out. 
And you can also follow us on Adventures in Movies over at AAPT Movies, or you can follow us individually. You could find Nathaniel on Instagram at Nathan Poor Taste. Uh, he has pictures right now of his uh, crusade, I guess. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you can find me on Twitter and Instagram over at default underscore player. You can find Blake on Twitter at Four Eyed Horror. And where can we find you, Regina? I'm on Twitter at Reg Chavez1127. Excellent. So, everybody, this is exciting news, actually. I'm very excited to announce next week, big week, two movies, Midsummer, Spider Man, special edition, coming down your pipeline, directly into your <laughs> ear holes. <laughs> you can't even handle it. Uh, but there is also uh, another fun piece of uh, information is uh, if you actually subscribe to this podcast, um, you'll actually have access to those uh, special edition episodes uh, early. Um, so but you can check them out before you uh, you go see the movie. You all like to get your early stuff. So go on and get on that right now. Subscribe. Um, I think this is usually how do you want to do this? You want me? I'm just going to read it already. I'm sorry, Pat. <laughs> <laughs> you can smooth. find us. Uh, yeah, super smooth. You can find us and on Apple Podcasts or anywhere you can find podcasts. Like Blake said, you subscribe, you get stuff early. Make sure to give us a rating as well, or just tell a friend to listen. Um, you know, it's not that hard. And uh, that's our cue. Talk to you next week. Boy. Uh, <laughs> 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 <laughs>